0: Time to talk money and personal finance expert Mary Holmes here. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jessie. Uh, KiwiSaver topic with a difference this week.
1: Yeah, I, it, it came up actually uh, in my Herald column. I had a couple of letters about asking about quite unusual KiwiSaver funds. And I thought, oh, I started exploring them. They're all really interesting. Different ones are uh, aggressive funds, which means the riskiest of all. It means they've got 90% or more investing in what they call growth assets, which mm-hmm. are usually shares in commercial property.
0: But not always. Um,
1: not always. And sometimes some variations on that theme. Um, just just by the way, I think quite a lot of people are in KiwiSaver growth funds and think that those are the highest risk ones. But in fact, that's the next tier down, the, the growth fund. So if you want to get into a, a really high risk well, no, relative to other Kiwi Sabre funds, a high risk fund, um, you go for the aggressive ones, which over the long run we expect to have the highest returns. Mm. But they are um, pretty. You know they're they're quite risky, some of them. And yeah, and you um, don't
0: often talk about the aggressive funds, eh? I mean, we're no. used to talking about growth funds, where yes. if you're going to be in KiwiSaver for more than seven, eight, nine years, um, you choose a growth fund and you'll go. All things being equal, and your and your value will go up, down, up, down, yes. up, down. But generally, will go up. That's right. But I don't know if you would okay. say that about all these aggressive funds.
1: oh yeah, they're they like the highest over five years. Out of all the aggressive funds, um, one of them has had um, 18.1% average return over five years, which is huge. That's incredible. Um, And the lowest has had just... 0.48%, 0.48%. Zero point four eight percent. Zero point four eight percent. So wide positive. range. Uh, yes, yes. This is over five years. Mm. Over single years, they're quite often negative.
0: Yeah. Th- these funds, but they I guess what I mean is that that rule about volatility. You know that that it will go up and down, but it will yes. always go up. When you start talking about things like cryptocurrency, I don't know if you'd have the same <laughs> confidence in that, would you?
1: No, that's that's one we'll get onto in a yeah. minute. But but um, no, not to, not so sure about crypto. I have to say, okay. um, most of the most of the aggressive funds though are um, pretty much all, all shares or quite a lot of them have got some property in them, Mm. you know, quite often perhaps 10 or 20% property, and there are ones that invest in sustainable shares only or shares in a certain region only. There's emerging markets or Europe or Australia or whatever. Some of them specialise in big companies, some of them specialise in smaller companies. So if you really want to do a sort of play in a particular area, The fund might be there. There's one that just invests in infrastructure shares. Um, There are a couple that invest only in companies that pay high dividends. And that's quite interesting because generally speaking, if a company pays, on average, if a company pays higher dividends, it probably has less capital gain. You know, those are the two types of return you get from shares, are dividends and capital gain. And if they're paying high dividends, they tend to be more mature companies that have been around a long time. They're not growing as fast. And, but they're um, turning over
0: plenty of profit. Yes,
1: mm. yeah, and they, that can be quite good for... Some people, say people in retirement who are wanting to be in a KiwiSaver fund, get in one that's paying high dividends because it's one way of getting money out of a high-risk fund is by taking the dividends out rather than selling shares, which can can work work quite well. Um, Some of them are hedged and some of them are not. Um, hedged. This is when we've got international investments. If they're hedged, they buy financial instruments that take away the effect of the currency, the New Zealand currency moving against overseas currencies. And that's not necessarily good. Some years it'll work in your favour and some years it'll work against you. Some of them are 50% hedged and that's not a bad way to do it because you sort of... Hedging bets, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But, but if you invest f- in overseas shares, there's really two things you're um, investing in or yes. counting on, aren't you? It's the value of the share and then the value of the 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 currency in which those shares are going to That's be right. traded.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which can you know increase your returns or increase your losses, actually. Mm. But overall, as we've said many times before, it's good to be in international Mm. investments. gives you broader diversification. But I went through... um, There are 96 aggressive KiwiSaver funds, which is way bigger than any other group on the Smart Investor uh, tool. The second second biggest has got 65. That's balanced funds. We've got 65. But we've got 96 aggressive funds. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind betting that a lot of listeners know very little about any of them. So I went through and pulled out seven that I thought were the most unusual ones, um, and I've got them here just by alphabetical order of the provider. Um, So we're starting with Booster, which has got two very unusual KiwiSaver funds. One is called Booster Shielded Growth Fund, and what that does is... It invests basically in shares, I think it's 10% or so property, the rest shares, but it also uses options, which are um, slightly complicated contracts, but basically what they're doing is buying a put option, which gives them the right to sell shares at a certain price. So when the markets go down, if the markets are suddenly going down and in, in your units are were worth a hundred, and they're now worth eighty. If they've got a put option enabling them to sell at ninety, they'll use it. In other words, without going into too much detail here, it it it's modifies the losses you might make. Mm. Um, Sounds like a form of
0: hedging as well.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. You could certainly put it that way. It's um, it does cost them money though to to. Buy these put options, etc., and it's an it's an expensive fund. the The average fee in um, aggressive funds is one point oh four percent a year, so just over one percent. And on the booster shielded growth fund, it's one point six seven, so it's it's a high fee fund. Yeah. And I can't help but thinking, okay, it's in shares basically, and it's got these put options to modify things. But you might be just as well off, really, to just go into a balanced fund or, or one that's got bonds and ste- bonds as well as shared some other way w- with a lower f- fee. Mm. So while I think this is an interesting fund, I don't like the
0: 1.67% You're worried fee. that it might not make enough more than a balanced or growth fund to justify yes. the extra fee. Yeah. yeah.
1: <clears throat> or, I mean, it's not so much that it makes money, it's kind of modified by these put options, so it's not necessarily going to be your highest return The risk is reduced by put options, and I think maybe it might be cheaper anyway to instead go into a fund that's risk is reduced by having some bonds in there. Okay. But um, got it. Yeah. So and then booster has got another one called the geared growth fund, and this is really interesting. It's the only KiwiSaver fund I'm pretty sure that uses gearing, Mm. and gearing is when you borrow to invest. Usually people do it with. Property with mm-hmm. rental property, not so much with shares because shares are kind of riskier than property at, at a basic level anyway. And if you gear, it makes good investments do better and bad investments do worse because you get gains or losses on the borrowed money as well as the money you've put in. So um, Boost has geared, its uh, one of its gro- growth fund, it's called a geared growth fund, and it... Um, so they've given it as an example. They often gear about 35%. So if the investments otherwise would grow 10%, they'll grow 13.5% is what it amounts to. Okay. But if they would have dropped 10%, they'll drop 13.5%. So it's really upping the ante on <laughs> on a share investment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, More volatility. Again, yes. And um, they have got interest costs because they're uh, – they leveraging, so it's very high fees. The fees are about 2.16. It depends actually which source you look at, but it's very high fees. And there's also... Um, Actually, sorry, that's the the socially responsible geared fund. They've got a socially responsible one as well, and that's got fees of two point one six. The ordinary one, the non socially, the socially irresponsible one, <laughs> has got fees of one point eight seven. But they're still very high. So look, the the interesting funds, these ones, but. Um, Yeah, I'm reluctant to say go for them because the fees are high. Mm. Yeah,
0: You don't like high fees, but I'm sure the people from these funds would say, well, we're going to make much more than this 1.87 fee that we're charging, so it's worth it.
1: That's right. Mm. That's what they will say. They haven't got that many members, I have to say, but that's probably partly just because... People don't know about yeah. them. Yeah, so so they're there and they're a possibility. Have they done well I mean, over
0: the last few years?
1: Not particularly. I think they I haven't got that at my fingertips. Yeah. People can have a look on Smart Investor mm-hmm. and find out. Um, they In the recent years, I don't think they have done particularly well, but that doesn't mean a lot. No. Over the long term, they might. They might. Um, another interesting one is Kernel. colonel has got lots of interest, fairly new KiwiSaver provider, and they have got a lot of interesting funds. And one that caught my eye, two that caught my eye, one is called the Kernel S&P Kensho Moonshots Innovation <laughs> Fund, which wow, what the heck is this? And it basically invests in in they say products and services shaping our future. So the companies with the word science in their name, or there's Virgin Galactic Holdings, and there's iRobot and companies like that. So they're high tech sort of companies. Um, so that's an interesting fund, and its fees are zero point four five. So they're less than half the, the 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 average fees of aggressive funds. So they're low fees. They're investing. They're an index fund. They're investing in an index. And But it's an index that's full of these very innovative companies, which is make, makes it pretty interesting. Very interesting. And,
0: <clears throat> Just to, um, yes. I've looked up that while you've been talking, the geared growth fund over the last five years has had returns of 5.61% compared to the average growth fund return of 6.73%.
1: So it's a bit below, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's comparable, I suppose you'd have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> next one is Colonel. Kernel- has also got something called the S&P Kensho Electric Vehicle Innovation Fund. And what that invests in is American-listed companies that are involved in the electrical vehicle sector and the industry supporting that that sector. So it's very specialised. Mm. But if somebody wanted to really get in and support electric vehicles, they could invest in that fund. It's, yeah. It's, um,
0: and, yeah. And I guess just a note there, a point that you've made before, which is that... Hey, don't go thinking, well, look, I think electric vehicles are really going to boom, so I'm going to invest in that because yeah. they're, they'll be at a price which already reckons yes, absolutely. With everything that everyone knows about electric vehicles so far. That's yes. priced in.
1: Really good point. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. It's an important point that we have to keep on making. Just because a company's good doesn't necessarily mean their shares are a good investment. Mm-hmm. Um, Nonetheless, if somebody wanted to support that industry and, and take a particular interest in it, they could go for that fund. Um, and moving on, we've got Kura K O U R A, another fairly new KiwiSaver provider, and they they have got the carbon neutral cryptocurrency fund, which is perhaps the most unusual one of all. So that invests in it invests in other funds that invest in Bitcoin or derivatives of Bitcoin. Basically, so who knows um, whether that 's a good punt or not? I mean, the more I read about cryptocurrency, the more i i 'm not sure I fully get it i mean basically it 's a currency, and so and, and currencies sometimes gain and sometimes fall, and they're, we're not they 're not really building wealth as such themselves the currencies. Yeah, um, I'm sure so, if you're
0: interested in crypto, Mary, there'll be any number of young men out there who'd be happy to explain it to you.
1: Yeah, well, I've tried. You, know, I mean, I, I do, it's a currency. I understand yeah. that. And, and just like a dollar, the dollar I'm is... I'm being tongue-in-cheek yeah, a
0: bit because guys are known for our boring people talking about crypto cards, yes, so. yes, yes, <laughs> Not that you might need any education, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no I, I do in that area, I do. But um, uh, to the degree I have read about it, and I have quite a bit... I'm not bothering. Let's just say that myself.
0: Okay. Um, Hasn't been a good no, six months for crypto anyway. No, lately it's yeah. But lately I'm, sure, it's been. I'm sure someone will be able to tell me why that's something I should ignore and that the answer. To all and that to problem. charge
1: ahead. <clears throat> yes, yes. A couple more because we haven't got a lot of time here. Um, Nico Asset Management has got one called the Ark. Disruptive Innovation Fund. This word "disruptive" crops up in in the financial world, and you. Th- I always think disruptive doesn't sound like a, a positive, but it's basically looking at innovations that disrupt the way we live our lives in in a good way. So this one invests in artificial intelligence, robotics, energy storage, DNA sequencing, blockchain technology. Um, It's a pretty high-fee one, 1.55% in fees, but it's another one that's interesting. And finally, um, Superlife's got a lot of of different funds, including an Australian resources fund, which um, invests in a resource... They're an index fund manager, basically, and, and this one invests in a resources index. It's mostly Australian mining shares. And in recent years... It has had returns 60% one year, 70% one year, fantastic returns. It's also had a minus 26%, so it's very volatile, that fund. Um, Second highest performing KiwiSaver fund over the last five years, though, of all the KiwiSaver funds, the first is Superlife's large growth fund fund. which has had an even higher performance over five years. But as I've said many times, you don't want to go by performance, you want to go by fees. But these ones happen to be low fees and, and high performance. Mm. So that makes them look quite attractive. Um, so getting.
0: I'm not sure our listeners will feel comfortable putting all their money into um, mining.
1: No, exactly.
0: Some it's, might.
1: No, exactly. It's, it's certainly a an area where some people would say, no, I'm not going near that. And there's plenty of plenty in, right across KiwiSaver these days of sustainable, responsible, um, ethical, mm. whatever word you want to look at, options for people. And so they certainly don't necessarily have to go into that one. But it is a bit different. is Yeah. And... Just...
0: You could put some of your money... Oh, you might be about to get to this, but you could put some of your money into one of these funds.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, y- yes, you certainly can. With the one provider, you're only allowed to be in one KiwiSaver provider. And so... But but um, uh, providers like Superlife and Kernel, in particular, have got a lot of different aggressive funds and different little pools. And so you could be in one of those and invest in quite a lot of their different funds. They have a dabble in this one and a dabble in that and see how they go over the years. And they're, they're, those two are both low-fee providers. They're, they're both basically passive index fund-type type providers. So if, if someone was wanting to get into these sort of unusual funds and, and still be quite widely diversified, they can do it with those two providers. And there are other providers as well that have got more than one of these unusual funds going. So, I mean, have a look on on the um, Smart Investor website and, and you'll find all sorts of interesting That's stuff It's a good there. website isn't um, it? Yeah it is it's got lots of really good information on it it's, it's run by the Retirement Commission um, so it's unbiased information. Um, so yeah the people, other people who might be interested in going into one of these quite specialised funds would be people who have got a lot of other investments all over the place. Save is not just their main retirement savings, it's something, they've also got perhaps investment properties and other shares and whatever else they've got. And they might say, well, I'm going to just put, especially if they're um, not employed, they're self-employed or, or or working at home or whatever, and so they're just putting in a 1,042 a year to get the government money, then it's a kind of little investment on the side for a lot of people. Mm. And they might say, this would be really interesting to have a go at one with options in it or, or one that specialises in electric vehicles mm. or... or or whatever, so it, it, there's something to just for people to think about a basic message with all of these though is that look they 're all volatile they're all aggressive funds they're going they're going to have quite a few loss years, and you, if you're going to go into them you've just got to promise yourself you won't bail out when things go go pear shaped because they will quite often, yeah, yeah, Don't bail yeah.
0: out and realize your losses. That's right. If you're yes. the sort of person who's going to be scared by things going up and down, these funds yes, aren't for these you. These are
1: not for you. No, no. Another quick point: a lot of these funds, a lot of these providers also have non KiwiSaver versions of the same fund. Very, very similar fund. They've got a KiwiSaver one and then a non KiwiSaver one. So if one of these appeals to you, but you think I don't want to put all my KiwiSaver money into it, you can just on the side get into one of these funds with with um outside KiwiSaver, and that's a kind of neat thing to do. Do they tend yeah. to have
0: minimum investments, do you know?
1: I don't know. No. They probably vary, I'd yeah, say. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, but a lot of them would, you know, it wouldn't be huge. I th- I think $1,000 or something like that, maybe. Right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mary. It's great a pleasure, to you Jesse. On. Yeah, thank great, thank great you.
0: session. Mary Holm on Unusual KiwiSaver Funds.